All Things Black with Garland and Calvin present Fanboys. Fanboys is a weekly breakdown of the sports world from a fan's perspective. Now, here are your hosts, Garland and Calvin. All Things Black with Garland and Calvin presents Fanboys. I'm Calvin. Over on the other side, there's my guy, Garland. And we are here with our weekly sports podcast to talk about the things that happened last week, the things that are coming up, and just give our perspective. How are things going for you, Garland? Hey, things are well. You know, it's been a long week. Uh, you know, it was uh, it was a thousand degrees yesterday. It's about uh, maybe five hundred today, but not as bad as yesterday. So you know, it's summer. So you know, I just saw something that the world is spending, uh, the uh, Earth is spinning faster. So days are getting shorter. Just a whole lot of stuff. So if the earth just splits tomorrow, I'm just going to be like, okay. <laughs> hey, man. I, listen, I prefer summer. I'm a winter baby. Well, you know, we're both winter babies, yes. but I prefer summer over winter. I, I'm, I'm not a cold fan at all. I prefer to be this hot if I have a choice. I want it to be a little more comfortable, less humid. But whatever the case, I'll take it. Hey, man, I'm trying to listen. I don't know if y'all hear. I had some horrible sound issues last week so trying something new trying to work it out on my end so if you don't hear me whatever i had to say wasn't that good anyway if i sound a little <laughs> jumpy, just pick out every other word and you can figure out my opinion of things right he was in the tunnel last week but he's not in the tunnel today so we're gonna be all right yeah yeah you know i, I got a little better reception today but you know I, I might have some background noise i don't know who's gonna be walking through here right. but whatever the case anyway hey, let's just start <laughs> We're like, hey, boss, man, you're going to hear Calvin code switch real quick. Hold on, hey, hold on, hey there, boss, man. All right, uh, let's go. Ahead, go ahead. That is true. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 sorry. Uh, you no, know, just doing a little recording. All right. <laughs> then boss leave I'm you, not, like, yeah, bro, what I'm you not, talking about? Hey, I'm not using their equipment, so it don't even matter. <laughs> I'm just using their space, but I'm off right now, right. so whatever. Right, right, right. All right, man, let's go ahead and start off, man. And uh, we're just going to jump right into it. Brittany Griner, uh, we talked a little bit about her last week and uh, ruling was uh, issued yesterday. Uh, and the ruling, as expected, um, she was sentenced to nine and a half years in a Russian penal colony uh, for uh, bringing cannabis into the country. Also, she was uh, uh, fined a specific amount of money as well. And it's believed that now that this has happened, it opens the door for accelerated negotiations to bring Griner and fellow American Paul Whelan back home via prisoners exchange. And so, um, you know, we've covered this for probably the last several weeks talking about Brittany and um, really seeing it yesterday just really brought it home. This was expected. She was expecting this ruling from most of the commentary that I've seen on this from experts and all they were saying that more than likely she's going to get anywhere, you know, between eight or 10 years. And uh, that happened. As a matter of fact, last night, the Phoenix, uh, what's the Phoenix Mercury? The, her Mercury, team, yeah. yeah. Her team played last night and uh, Skylar uh, Diggin Smith, uh, she was just very upset. As a matter of fact, I don't think uh, one of the other uh, major players on that team, uh, she didn't even play. And all, and uh, she was saying, you know, how can y'all expect us to go out here and play? And this is our sister, who we just found out could possibly be in Russia, held for 
up to nine years. It's, it's really up to the Russian government if they take this, you know, do this prisoner exchange. And so, you know, any just thoughts or reactions to this? Yeah. Um. So when we talked about it earlier, I, I remember thinking and, and feeling like, you know, this isn't going to end well, Um. only because of the relations between the United States and Russia. Um, and she's, she's definitely being used as a political pawn. Now, make no mistake, she did break their rules. She did break their laws. Um, and she should be held accountable for that. Um, and America is probably one of the only places in the world where the punishments um, really are divvied out based on your economic status and your uh popularity and wealth and if you can afford a good lawyer and all that so over in other countries you just get what they give you um so you know she did break that law but you would think that um just just in terms of diplomatic relations that they and and the whole the 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 whole um her status in the world you just you would think that they would you know be a little more lenient but you know i didn't think it would end too well um hopefully you know, if this prisoner exchange can go through, um, she can come home. But even I questioned that last week, like is uh, Brittany Griner and a Paul Whelan worth bringing over an arms dealer that has killed Americans? That's part of terrorism. Like, is it, you know, it's, it's so it's so bad. It's such a bad situation. Um, and of course, you can always say that she shouldn't have put herself in that situation. But America, the NBA shouldn't have put her in that situation where she had to earn more money being a top star, one of the greatest women's players ever. Um, she should be paid as such. So it's just bad. I, I hope the best for her. I hope she gets to come home. Um, you know, it's just bad. I, I really think that Russia, when they get finished embarrassing the USA, they'll just let her go. They'll let her come home. Yeah, pretty much. I, I mean, and, you know, of course the, uh, the dumb president orange, uh, 45, uh, he's, uh, for Russia as well, saying, you know, I, I don't really think we should do a prisoner exchange. Uh, she went over there loaded with drugs, is uh, what his exact quote was. And so, you know, um, it's just, it's it's very harrowing, you know, that she has to face this, that her future is so uncertain right now. You know, um, like I said in the introduction, there's no guarantee that they will negotiate in good faith that they will make this uh, accelerated and expedite this. Uh, it took them that long. It took them this long to even get to trial. Um, she was arrested in February. It's now August. So it took several months to get to trial. And then, you know, it might take several more months or years to get a negotiation and the exchange settled. Uh, there was someone who was just freed and it took them uh, probably over a year and some change uh, to negotiate that. And so, uh, you know, it's unfortunate for her uh, wife, for her family, for her teammates, uh, someone that really just in her prime of basketball playing, and this happens to her. And so um, Godspeed to her family, to her. Um, and it's just a, a very, very unfortunate situation. And so um, I hope that it's resolved and that uh, she's back home soon. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So uh, let's go ahead. And, you know, this has been a week of rulings and uh, we have another ruling and we're going to go to the NFL. And so uh, talk about Deshaun Watson first. A ruling was made in the case of Deshaun Watson for violating the NFL personal conduct policy for allegedly 
harassing massage therapists for sex. Uh, Sue Robertson, who was uh, selected to be the disciplinary officer, jointly appointed by the NFL and the NFL Players Association to decide on the punishment, found Watson guilty of sexual assault, posing a threat to the well-being of another person and conduct that undermines the integrity of the NFL. But she only suspended Watson for just six games and levied no fine. Of course, the NFL announced it would appeal and seek to impose both a fine and a longer indefinite uh, suspension excuse me so initial thoughts on the suspension when uh we got the news earlier this week on the six games what, what was your initial thoughts um how how uh let me let me dig into my kanye real quick <laughs> the nfl don't care about women man Pretty let much. me tell you stuff yeah um just you know as kanye did when he was talking about george bush in new orleans don't care about black people um but yeah man um it's just bad. The NFL has proven over and over again that anything that has to do with women, we're not even going to get into black people, but anything that has to do with women, they could pretty much care less about. They pretty much put it on the back burner. Um, they always err in favor of the player, especially if it's a star player. Now, of course, um, this isn't the NFL's ruling and the NFL has come back and said they're going to appeal it. And I think today is the last day of the appeal process. I'm not quite yes. sure. Mm -hmm. They had um, several days to make the appeal. Yeah, but, you know, the, the NFL is just hiding behind this judge's ruling. The NFL could have just went ahead and did whatever they needed to do. Uh, Roger Goodell could have done that. Um, but we'll see. I just, you know, if it's so bad. First of all, the Cleveland Browns, once again, I'm putting a lot of this on the Browns because they paid him an unprecedented amount of guaranteed money, a fully guaranteed $230 million contract for a guy that was already um, suspended, well, not suspended, he was hurt and then he had the allegations going. He was already in the court process. You know, so this isn't new. This isn't anything that just popped up on him. Um, he's going to lose, with if this ruling stands, he's going to lose about 350000 of a $230 million contract. That That is not standing up for women. Um, I just... I. I don't understand how they just let these things. Well, I do understand how they let them go on. Um, I just don't understand why they continue to do this. And well, actually, let me back that up. I do understand why they continue to do it because we never stop watching. We continue to watch. We continue right. to support it. So, right. yeah. How many people said they were going to quit watching the NFL after uh, Colin Kaepernick? How many people said I they were going to quit watching the NFL after Ray Rice? Exactly. Uh, they're going to stop watching the NFL after this, after that, people kneeling. But the game still has fans. People are still watching. You know, my initial thought to Calvin was kind of like, I, if she found all of these things about him, that yes, he was a scumbag. Yes, um, she uh, he, he did harass these people. Yes, he did pose a threat. Yes, his conduct did undermine the integrity of the NFL. And you could only give him six games, which she said was really based on precedent in terms of what happened to Ray Rice and uh, a couple other suspensions. I, I just don't see how you see all of those particular things and you don't come up with something that's a, a little longer and you don't levy any fine. And I think also the part that really disturbs me about this is that 
Watson is really showing no remorse. He says he does not believe that he even should have a day of suspension, that he should not miss any games because he does not think that his conduct was in violation, that he <clears throat> was guilty of any of the things that uh, people were accusing him of. And so uh, although the organization that came out and said that Watson was remorseful, he's actually saying something different. And so to me, it's like, okay, you have a person who is not contrite. He's, he's, he's not apologized. He's not apologetic. Um, and you have this behavior that you basically confirmed that happened. I, I don't know how you land on six games. And so, yeah. And, mm -hmm. and, and watching this, how the kids say watching this capping because uh, you paid these women off. You paid most of these women off. So if you're paying them off, then clearly there's something going on. You know, just cap. Right. Right. I'm with you. I'm with you. Do we hear that beeping? Do you hear that? Yeah, beeping? that's me. It's my watch. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I apologize. No, you, no, no worries. You know, I'm having these sound issues. <laughs> Sure wasn't me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just watch, just watch. So yeah, um, I apologize. So yeah, um, yeah he paid think... these women off, man. To just he knows he's guilty, right? Right. So do you think uh, after they go back, they've assigned it a uh, Goodell? He's uh, asked for a uh, another person. He has he's picked a former New Jersey Attorney General Peter Harvey to heal the uh, to hear the NFL's appeal of Deshaun uh, Watson's suspension. And so uh, do you think that after they go back, they uh, look at this appeal and, of course, Watson and his team is going to uh, respond as well. Do you think we're going to see him play this season? So uh, uh, that's a tough one. I didn't think we would see him play prior to this. Um, but now that he is scheduled to play, um, it may be a little harder for Goodell to unschedule him to play. Um, however, what the, the NFL is doing what the NFL does, which is get a ruling and then kind of feel out the public, the public outcry, see how bad it is, and then make another ruling as if they're coming in to save the day. Um, I, the entire season, that's going to be it's going to be pretty rough, um, especially after the six games. I think he, I think he might get two thirds of the season, which now would be about twelve. Uh, I'm sorry, right. about what we seventeen, um, about yeah, about twelve games. I think he'll get about twelve, maybe ten to twelve games. I agree with you. I, I, I think twelve is going to, you know, they're going to come out with twelve. They're going to have a large fine. I know that the league is pushing for an indefinite or at least a year uh, suspension and a large fine. I don't know if they're going to get a year because I'm sure that Watson will appeal and, you know, they go back through another appeal process and, and all of that. But uh, I agree with you. I think, you know, maybe we'll see 12 games. Maybe we'll see a larger fine. Uh, what do you think the Browns should do to protect themselves at quarterback, even though we don't care about the Browns because we're in Baltimore? <laughs> Don't care about the Browns, but the Browns did pick up. Um, uh, gosh, they have someone, uh, a retread, another retread guy that they picked up as insurance. Um, but so they have someone, but there's really not anything they can do right now because they're, they're cash tied. So what's going to have to happen is the NFL is going to have to allow them more money to get maybe a starter quality quarterback, especially if we're looking at 12 games, um, because right now they there's they have all this money invested in Deshaun. 
any veteran right. you still want to want a veteran's minimum and so you know what i mean that right. i don't i don't think they there's much that they can do to sit and wait you know to just kind of sit and wait right now so it's a little crazy because you know you've been hearing uh jimmy g jimmy garoppolo uh suggestions out there i don't think they can afford uh jimmy g yeah that's the, exactly that's the yeah. thing they can't afford jimmy g they they can't afford who else was out there there were a couple of different people out there right um I, I just they can't afford them you know because as much as they they give jimmy a hard time jimmy then went to what two super bowls he's now? been jimmy, to two super bowls yeah. yeah jimmy g can play man jimmy, jimmy g, g ain't He's not the the second Tom Brady that they tried to act like he was. Right. But Jimmy can play. Jimmy's not a bad quarterback at all. Yeah, he's been to two NFL championship games, one Super Bowl as a starter. One Super Bowl, okay. Okay, okay. one Super yeah. Bowl as a starter. So I agree with you. You know, he can play. I think he does get maligned a lot. Uh, but, you know, he's he's done well for the 49ers. Uh, and I, I don't, you know, see that him going to the Browns. I, you know, I'm sure they would want a good haul for uh, yeah. whatever he, wherever he goes. Yeah, I forgot about that. I was thinking money. I forgot they can trade mm -hmm. for Jimmy G. You right. know, he's the backup in San Fran now because right. uh, that's Trey Lance's team. So maybe they will trade for him. You know, I don't think he would want to go, but maybe they will trade for him. All right. All right. Now, a second ruling came out of the NFL as well. Miami Dolphins owner Stephen Ross was fined $1.5 million and suspended through mid-October, which would have been one more game than the initial ruling on uh, Deshaun Watson. Uh, the team loses its uh, 2023 first-round pick and its 2024 third-round pick for tampering with Tom Brady and Sean Payton. Now, uh, this goes back to a story that was first reported by uh, Boston Globe reporter Ben Volan and Pro Football Talk's uh, Mike Florio, where uh, they came out saying that the initial, if we all remember, let's go back to earlier this year, after losing to the Los Angeles Rams in the playoffs, Tom Brady retires. The uh, theory was is that Brady was going to take a job as an executive with the Miami Dolphins team. And the Miami Dolphins, after firing uh, Brian Flores, they were going to hire Sean Payton. And at some point during the season, or maybe the following season, Tom Brady was going to unretire and come back and play quarterback for the Dolphins. When the story first came out, people were like, that's crazy. No way that that would happen. Well, it appears that it actually was in the plans that uh, the Dolphins have been talking to Brady since 2019 and uh, trying to get him talking to his agent. And as, well, as a matter of fact, his agent is also the agent for Sean Payton. And so at the end of this previous season, they also began to talk to Sean Payton about possibly becoming the uh, Dolphins uh, head coach. And so um the league also claimed that it did not find any instances of the organization intentionally tanking, as Brian Flores had uh, said in his suit, although it found that uh, Ross, the owner, has shared with his management team and head coach Flores that he favored draft picks over winning record and that the alleged $10,000 bonus for losing games that was offered to Flores was not to be taken seriously and that it was a quote-unquote joke. And so let's deal with the first part, this first part of uh, the finding of tampering. 
Now, I know as crazy as it sounded back when we talked about it at the beginning of the year, what do, what do you think about that? I think the owners do whatever it is they want to do. Mm-hmm. And I, I believe back then that it was a possibility. I mean, you know, they, they had to wait out. Um, they had to wait out Sean Payton prior to that. So he was available. Tom Brady would have been the exact. I mean, that it was the plan. It was mm-hmm. definitely the plan, and they were going to do it if they could have gotten away with it. They just couldn't get away with it. The owners do whatever they want, man. And, and but let me back up real quick already. How many how many games did uh, the owner get suspended? So it would have been seven games. And and it is seven games. Fine? So what's the and what's the fine? The fine is one point five million, but this guy is worth eight point nine billion dollars. Well, the only reason I ask is because it seems like alleged tampering and non-tanking is worth more of a punishment than uh what Deshaun Watson is allegedly have done. Just just thought I'd throw that one out. And they lost draft picks as well. So yeah. So, so tampering is worth more than yeah. uh yeah. sexual assault posing a threat yeah. to well-being <laughs> and undermining the integrity of the league. Yeah. Way to go, I, NFL. Way to go, NFL. Now um I have a problem with that fine as well. You know, the owners take care of the owners, although he was taken off of some of his committees or whatever. One point five million dollars. That's just uh, that's gas for his yacht. That's nothing. That's a drop in the bucket. He, he, he can probably go pull that out of his uh, shoebox in his uh, in his mansion. That That's not going to hurt him. I'm a little different in that. And, I, and I'll tell you why. Um, mm-hmm. And one of the reasons I brought that up in comparison to Deshaun Watson is I'm not a big fan of tampering fines um, and tampering suspensions or making them so harsh only because I'm a believer that every team tampers in some kind of way, every player, every fan. I think it's part of the game. Now, can you blatantly just say, Hey, we want you on our team. What what is it going to take? No, you shouldn't. But if you're making back deals and side deals, you know, especially with the NFL, there is a salary cap. So you still have to go under that. So even though it's against the rules and you should be fine, I'm not, I'm not as big on tampering with losing draft picks and high fines. You know, I think you should be fine. Maybe you should lose a draft pick or two and suspension, but I'm, I'm fine with the level they have, because again, I think all teams do it. And this is more of, the owners you're doing this against the owners as opposed to against the fans you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. it's you know i'm i'm not all sports do it everyone does it you know i just i'm not a big i'm not a big oh they tampered they gotta you know it's not a big cheat to me i i I even think deflating the football is more of cheating than tampering yeah but you gotta send a message one one point five million dollars for a club of billionaire owners such as we have in the NFL. That's not going to it makes me think of uh, this, Calvin. We, remember when we were young drivers and you got a speeding ticket, man, that used to worry your whole life because you had to go to court. You were going to go to court and you you were praying that the officer didn't show up show up. You 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 couldn't remember the last time you got a ticket, so you was hoping your record was clean when the uh, when they pulled it up and the judge took a look at it. And 
Uh, you were hoping you would get probation before uh, judgment because you didn't want to get any points. Why did you want to get points? Because it would drive up your insurance and might suspend your license. Now we live in an age where you just get uh, a speed ticket going through a zone and they just send you a $50 or $60 ticket. There's no points. There's no uh, no points. There's no court. Uh, you don't have to worry about your insurance. You just have to just pay the fine and keep on going. And to me, it doesn't stop people from speeding. People still speed. I, there's somebody in my house that gets tickets all the time. And they go by this area all the time where they know it is a speed camera. There are at least six signs that say speed camera ahead. But this doesn't manage to slow this person down that lives in my house. <laughs> but I bet you if they were my age, when I was their age and they had the officer pulled them over and they had to go to court and they had to pray that they didn't get those points, they would change their driving style, their habit. And so for me, a larger fine, at least for Ross, would signal to other owners, don't do this. Because trust me, there have been other owners that have done similar things of tampering. They just were more covert and they got away with it. But, you know, because I, I don't think he's the only one that's doing it or have of done course. it. Of mm -hmm. course not. That's that's why it doesn't bother me. But and, but let me go back to your ticket. But see, the, it's it's the whole spirit of the rule and in the speeding case, the law, the whole spirit of that law is safety for others. You know, they don't want sure. you speeding because they don't want you killing other people. Tampering, all they're doing is messing with the other owners. So if the owners say, well, stop doing that to me. I'm going to find you a million dollars. That's because he know he's doing it. And when he gets caught, he doesn't want to be fined a billion dollars. You know what I mean? That right. that's a, that's between them. You know, that's that's uh, honor amongst thieves on their part. So that's tampering is what it is. You know what I mean? Like, there's no way that there's there's not tampering in like the NBA. How is Russell Westbrook and Anthony Davis playing together? Sure. How with LeBron? How's LeBron playing with Dwayne? That's that's all tampering. You know, it's all tampering. It's just a matter of who gets caught. And then they even allow you to tamper after a certain date of a, a contract negotiation. You know, so I just I, I'm just not big on and I don't think any fine would deter them um, mm -hmm. because, again, it's just them. They'll just try to find another way to do it, you know. Okay. Now let's deal with the second part. Uh, this piece about the league not finding any instances that the organization intentionally tanked. This were uh, allegations that were made by Brian Flores that uh, he was approached by Stephen Ross and the general manager and other management. Uh, they were having a discussion of how they would approach the season. And he said that uh, Ross had was trying to intentionally get him to the team to tank games and that uh, Flores uh, was against it. As a matter of fact, he put it in writing that he was concerned that, you know, he, he wanted to make sure that what he heard from Ross and others was correct. That are you actually trying to tank? Because we're, we're trying to start a winning culture. We don't want to tank. We want to win games. But Ross was in favor of a better draft position because at that time, Remember, everybody was saying tank for Tua. That was the big cry back then. We want to tank for uh, Tua Tango Lover, and we want to uh, have him uh, come to the Dolphins. And so uh, they, they wind up losing a, a couple of games in the beginning of the season. Uh, they won five games to close out the season, and it kind of messed up the little tanking. 
plan, allegedly tanking plan, and they wind up getting to it anyway with the fifth round, I mean, with the fifth pick in the first round. And so what uh, Flores was saying, do you think that really confirmed what he said about Ross was really confirmed in this investigation? Because, you know, Ross saying that this exonerates him from what uh, Flores has said about him, about the allegations of tanking and this this fine and I mean, there's a bonus and everything. So what do you think about that part? It literally said that he cares more about <laughs> right. He cared more about okay. draft position than winning games. Like I don't. Okay, so if we want to go word for word and the literal, then that's true because it's just like if I said. You know, I would much rather walk out of here without paying for these groceries. You know, mm -hmm. I, you know what I mean? But right. if I say that, if I say that and I'm walking to the door, you're going to be like, oh, he's stealing or at least he want to steal. Maybe he's stolen before. Come on, man. Come on, Roger. Like, it, it's one of them things where, of course, you cannot prove that they tank. But just the wording right then and there, you have to. Now, this is where you actually have to say um, something's going on and that's got to stop. Like you you shouldn't even be able to say that because now you're messing with the actual integrity of your fans, of, of the money of the game. That's when you're actually people are paying money to see their team win. But you're telling them eh, we don't really care if we want to lose. I'd rather get a higher draft pick. So no, that's you. Yeah, it reminds me about you know. Uh, I'm not saying this is an example of us, but I've heard I've heard it before when a man tells a woman, you know, she says, you know, you told me you love me, and he said, well, I, I never said exactly that I love you. I said I like you a lot. I said I got love for I you. Said, I got love for you. I said <laughs> you you mean a lot to me. I I mean I know you what you heard. But your, your, your ears are deceiving you. That's basically what he's saying. Basically, That's basically what he was saying about Flores. Like, yeah, I mean, I know I joked. I said something about giving you a bonus, but I didn't really mean it. I mean, we were we, we were just joking. <laughs> nah, man. Uh, I, I've always heard it said there's a little bit of truth in every joke. It <laughs> so, absolutely is. <laughs> you know, I'm a new coach for your organization, a black coach who don't really get these jobs. And you talking about tanking? You want you want better draft position, and you might offer me money to lose games. I'm taking you seriously. I I am taking you. This is not a joke for me. This is my job. And, and so, if, yeah, if the boys past, would have lost them games. He'd right. expected his money too. Exactly, exactly. And so, yeah, to me, it bolsters Flory's case even more. Because, yeah, it, it, it turns out to be true. Yes, he favored draft position. And, yes, he did mention a bonus. But no one has a recollection that it was real. So it, it shouldn't have been taken seriously. Whatever. All right. Whatever. So <laughs> I never, you know, I mean, that's what you heard. But that's not what I said. <laughs> so <laughs> let's go ahead and put that in, in that category. Uh, Flores, that's what you heard. Well. What I meant was this. And so that's what happened. And just quickly, as we close on this, man, what do you think this says, to go back to the tampering piece, what do you think this says about Brady in terms of, you know, Brady was selling that he was a patriot and that, you know, he loved the organization. He was, you know, committed. But 
behind the scenes, he was navigating to try to go somewhere else. Are, are you serious? Because Brady also deflated footballs that he denied. Hey, Brady man. also wore he also wore "Make America Great" had had again that he <laughs> said he didn't want to bring no attention to. Right. Stop wearing that. Right. Um, Brady's also the guy that was on the team that's been caught recording other teams. Uh, you know, right. I mean, Brady is just as complicit as everyone else. But Brady is not a saint. Brady, what Brady is, is a winner. I will give him that. He's a winner, mm-hmm. and he will win by any means necessary. If you remember when uh, the Ravens went to the Super Bowl, um, their last Super Bowl, if you remember, mm-hmm. Brady kicking kicking Ed Reed, Reed and yeah. Ed Reed was supposed to be his friend. He right. straight gave him the straight leg up in his midsection right. and wasn't penalized for that. That was, that was flagrant. That was right. un- unnecessary roughness and didn't get penalized for that. So, yeah, Brady will win any means by any means necessary. Well, bro, they said if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. And so, hey, uh, <laughs> hey Brady. So, uh, obviously, Brady wants to win. He's trying. And I think, you know, maybe we should be looking at Brady through a different lens because, uh, yeah, Brady – all this, you know, oh, he wants to play till he's 50 and he's married to a supermodel. And yeah, Brady got some stuff behind him. He got he got some stuff behind them eyes. It, 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 some things going on. And so, yeah. Uh, and so let's move to Major League Baseball. And we just passed the uh, trade deadline and we've been talking about our O's, our Orioles. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're talking baseball. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Something magic happens. And so uh, we've been talking for the last couple of weeks about if the Orioles going to be uh, buyers or sellers at the trade deadline. Turns out they were sellers. And so they moved Trey Mancini to the Houston Astros and Jorge Lopez to the Minnesota Twins, respectively, for minor league prospects. And after moving those two uh, major players from the team, the team goes and sweeps the uh, Texas Rangers and sits uh, one and a half games out of the final wildcard spot facing the Pittsburgh Pirates this weekend in a three-game series starting tonight in Baltimore. And so, one, did you like the return that the Orioles got for these two uh, players? Um, so you you always want to say yes, but baseball is a lot different than any other sport. Baseball, it's prospects, and you don't really know how the what the prospects are until a few years later, um, especially in trade deadlines, because someone is getting the name and usually the other people are not. Um, and we did not get the name in this. Now, with that being stated, you also have to be a real student of the game to know the minor league systems to say if you like these trades or not. Right. What I will say is um, I like the fact that they're still sticking to their youth movement. I do like now the Lopez trade. Let me go to that real quick. The Lopez trade. I like that because um, it wasn't really the haul for me. It's moving Batista to the closers role. Um, and that's where they wanted him. They have control of him yes. uh, in the contract, his rookie contract. Um, so with uh, Lopez, they didn't have, control of him i think this was the last year so um yeah so they have control of him so i I did like that move for that instance and it didn't have anything to do with the hall but we'll see what the uh trey mancini hall brought but it was also a good trade for trey you take him from a team battling for the final wild card spot to a team in first place um so you know they they the orioles tend to do um the the good guys right if you ever noticed um when they trade them away they tend to do, do them right um the good ones anyway the the ones that have contributed and have been 
stand-up guys in Baltimore. So I'm I'm happy with the trade. Uh, the jury's out on who they received in the trade. I don't have an opinion one way or another. I don't know enough about the minor league players to say, but I am happy with the trades. Uh, I agree with you. I think um, Mancini and Lopez both, they really, I mean, you're going to the Astros for Mancini, a team that's competing for the best record in not only the American League, but in the entire league, a team that is a series World Series contender. Uh, I think that's great for him. I think it was a great send-off for him that Mo Gabba was watching him around the bases at home on that inside the park home run uh, <laughs> last week. And uh, to land in a place with that short left field fence, he, he's already hit a home run there. He's going to do some damage for them come the playoffs. He's, he's going to drive in some runs. He's going to hit some timely home runs for them. I think it's great. I think uh, Jorge Lopez, he's already saved the game for the Twins. They are in playoff contention in the Central. Uh, I think it's great for them. So they both go to teams that are uh, in the thick of it. Yeah, I agree with you. you. You don't know about these minor league prospects. A lot of people are like, oh, I mean, who are they getting back? You would love to get back players that are a year away from going to the majors. Players that, you know, are going to ascend very quickly or are right there, but they just can't get up in their system maybe you know there's somebody above them and you know coming to our system they're ready I, i'm not necessarily upset about the minor league prospects i think you can always bundle them for other prospects or other players down the road uh, it does take a while to see because uh, baseball is like that uh, you look at jorge lopez he was a starting pitcher when he was with the Orioles. he's been with several other clubs, clubs before he came to the orioles he st was a starter with the Orioles, did not do well, and they moved him to the bullpen towards the end of last season, and he blossomed in that closer role. And so they can take these players and kind of shape them, mold them. Uh, so I I'm not mad about the return. Also, we know that Mancini is basically a rental for the rest of the season. He's on the option. I'm sure the Astros are not going to pick up that $10 million option. He's going to be a free agent after the end of the season. Same thing about uh, Lopez as well. And so you're not going to get like uh, the Padres got in their trade. You're not going to get the top four or five prospects in a system for players who are really only just several month rentals. Um, now, and we did get pitching prospects and you can always use arms. That's yeah, the one you thing that use arms. Yeah, that's one thing that Baltimore has been lacking for years, a quality arm. So you never know who's going to work out. And you really, to be very honest, you only need one, two, maybe three of them to work out. Um, if one or two can become starters, if one can become a middle reliever, you know, then you, you've you done well. You, you know, you've done right. well. You, you don't really need all of them to work out. So, you know, and they got a bunch of them. So, you know, again, I'm, I'm not upset about that. Not at all. Not at all. And uh, I think it really does. It goes into the thing that they're really are committed to the rebuild plan, you know, because you, you hear you were hearing a lot of people like, man, I mean, what are we doing? The Orioles management is realistic. We are rebuilding. Hopefully next they, year we'll be in it with the Astros. Yeah, we did it with they, the Astros. Uh, we're rebuilding here. This is, you know, we're going into, I think, next season and the seasons after that. We're not we're going to see them more be buyers because they're going to have players coming up from the system who they've drafted high. They, these players are going to be developed, mixed in with the players that they have now. 
I think we're going to see some ascension in uh, the team's performance, and they're going to tell they're going to turn into buyers, and you know they won't be in this position where they're constantly unloading. So I'm glad that they're sticking sticking to the plan. I'm glad that they did not get seduced by oh we're close to the third wild card. They stayed with the plan. We're going to do what we set out to do, which is good. Uh, the only other uh, major trade at the deadline was uh, Juan Soto and Josh Bell going to the Padres. What do you think their chances of overtaking the Dodgers in the NL West? I think they're going to win the West. I, I Listen, mm -hmm. I think the Padres are, are going to win the West. I think they're going to be the team coming out of the West in the World Series. Um, I'm a, I'm a, wow. you know, I'm a, that's I'm a major. San Diego fan. I'm a San Diego fan. I'm a, because I'm a Manny fan. I'm a Machado fan from mm -hmm. his Baltimore days. I'm a Machado fan, but, and plus I, I like to see teams that are hungry and ready. Um, a few years ago, I was, I was all for the Dodgers because they were that team. They were hungry and ready, you know, and they just had a hard time overtaking, overtaking that, uh, the West. They just could not do it. They just, just, for whatever reason they got the one they got a bubble ring which i know you don't think counts but they got a bubble That's ring <laughs> bubble rings do not count we're gonna talk about that one day but yeah i like their chances but i mean the dodgers are too stacked i mean now i know kershaw just went down uh he, he was taken out of the game yesterday uh, some um, back a uh, little back issues flare up and that's why he was on the disabled list and so uh, I know he has, you know, some, you know, things health wise, but they have a whole bunch of arms over there. They definitely got the bats. They got the offense. And uh, I think they're going to be hard to, uh, to, you know, overtake. But, you know, that's why they play the games. And so I still like the Dodgers in the West, but I, I think the Padres definitely got a whole lot better. I don't know, man. Baseball is a weird sport. Baseball is probably the weirdest sport out. Still a lot, lot of games. A lot left. of games to be played. No, and all you gotta do is get get hot at the right time in baseball. That's all you gotta do. That's all you gotta do. Now let's go to the NBA real quickly. We want to say rest in power to Bill Russell. Uh, Bill Russell, who was the cornerstone of the Boston Celtics dynasty that won eight straight titles and eleven overall during his career, died on Sunday. Uh, the Hall of Famer was eighty-eight years old. Over a 15-year period, beginning with his junior year at the University of San Francisco, Russell had the most remarkable career of any player in the history of team sports. At uh, San Francisco, he was a two-time All-American, won two straight NCAA championships, and led the team to 55 consecutive wins. And he won a gold medal at the 1956 Olympics. During his 13 years in Boston, he carried the Celtics to the NBA Finals 12 times, winning the championship 11 times. The last two titles won while as both a player and serving as the NBA's first black coach. Um, you know, we didn't see Walton play. You know, we, we might see a clip here or there. And so we don't know of his heyday and his prowess. Obviously, he meant a lot to that team. As a matter of fact, uh, I was listening to someone, I think it was uh, – Basketball Illuminati. Uh, that's one of the shows on the Dan Levitard uh, network. And they were talking about how uh, the Celtics record playoff record before Russell was under 500. And then when he came there, that's really what pushed them over the top to become as dominant as they were. 
And so, uh, and we also know that he faced a lot of racism, uh, especially playing in Boston. Uh, he was viewed as a malcontent uh, by a lot of the mainstream media. Uh, there was an instance that was uh, reported by his daughter of people breaking into their home and defecating in their parents' bed and uh, destroying his trophies. Uh, there was, he even had a FBI file that uh, viewed him as a uh, subversive and someone who did not like white kids because he would not give them autographs. And so uh, Russell went through a lot and rep represented a lot for uh, the African-American athlete at that time. As a matter of fact, he was one of the organizers uh, when Muhammad Ali uh, decided to uh, turn down his induction into the armed services. And it was Bill Russell and Jim Brown that organized uh, a group of athletes to come out and support uh, Muhammad, Ali, Muhammad Ali in his fight against uh, being drafted uh, into the armed services. As a matter of fact, it was a young Lou Alcindor uh, that was a part of that as well while he was at UL, UL, UCLA that eventually changed his name to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. So any thoughts on Russell? Yeah, man, absolutely. So we we have a lot of talk about um, the GOAT, and we always compare Michael Jordan's six rings, three in a row, twice. Um, but if we're basing it on rings, it's clearly Bill Russell was the GOAT, um, is the GOAT. Um, another thing that we, I want to make sure we recognize, you did say first black head coach in the NBA. He was actually the first black in professional sports. Yeah, in any sport. Um, so we definitely want to recognize that. Now, you know, a, a lot of the a lot of athletes um, and I heard this before and it's so true. Every generation wants their athletes, wants their movies, their songs to be the best ever. So um, a lot of athletes, we always talk about putting on the Mount Rushmore, whatever sport it is, or this athlete should have a statue. Um, and a lot of that is just based on what they've done in their sport and some of the things that they may have done in the community. LeBron James is a great example of that. Um, great in sports and great with the community. But when we talk about someone like Bill Russell um, and the time that he grew, he became an athlete in and grew up in, um, in those times, he absolutely deserves to have statues and all the recognition you know as you mentioned he's fighting racism people breaking into his home right. defecating in his bed you know um his own teammates um not giving him the respect he deserves being who you are being bill russell but still having to take to uh take the back door be second fiddle in some cities that you're going to play in so someone like a bill russell absolutely deserves all the recognition that he gets um and it's more than just on the court for him um i'm not going to call any names but we have someone here that gets a lot of recognition the only thing he deserves it for is on the field because outside of the field i'm gonna need you to shut the up uh, <laughs> I, I ain't even going to get into it but i think we know who i'm talking about. right 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 anyway 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 i ain't gonna say no i ain't gonna say no names I ain't gonna say because no <laughs> he might be a guest one day on all be. things black with Garland and Calvin Bay Boys, you never know. But I agree with you, Russell. I mean, that's he the uh, playoff MVP trophy is named after him, and mm -hmm. he's a person that presents it. I mean, the ultimate winner, a guy who basically tailored his game to help his team. You know, if they needed more boards, and like he he gave his strategy against Will Chamberlain that you know uh, Chamberlain, I let him score fifty but we got to hold the rest of the team below their average. 
and his Russell, his uh, record against uh, Chamberlain just reflected that, that he was a person who was strategic, a, a guy that really tailored his game to help uh, them win. And, you know, the ultimate winner, the first coach, as a matter of fact, uh, I think last season there was talk of the idea of maybe LeBron being a player coach. You know, he's already a player GM. And uh, there was uh, <laughs> thought about him <laughs> being a uh, player coach. I said, if there's anyone that could do it in the league, maybe it is LeBron because uh, he he just has that insight of the game. And so um, I don't know if we'll ever see that in our lifetime. I know Lenny Wilkins was another uh, basketball uh, Hall of Famer player coach uh, that uh, coached as well. And so uh, I, I don't know if we'll ever see that again. Uh, in our lifetimes, but you know, uh, rest in power, Bill Russell. Thank you for all that you've done. Absolutely. Uh, uh, in closing, also uh, before we get to come on, yo, uh, there was a little golf stuff going on. We know that um, earlier this week, uh, Greg Norman came out and said that, and we said this uh, a couple podcasts ago. And I thank you for confirming it, Greg Norman, that uh, Tiger Woods was reportedly uh, he turned down a seven to eight hundred. 700 to 800 million dollar offer to join the live golf uh tournament uh this is the tournament that's backed by the uh, saudi government and uh so like we said all money ain't good money so tiger he he turned it down and uh currently we have a group of players who are suing the pga tour for um to uh, because the T, uh, the pga tour has banned them uh, from playing. And so they are in turn uh, suing the PGA uh, for, uh, I'm looking for the exact term. As a matter of fact, I'm bringing it up. Excuse me. Give me a second. Uh, anti, anti, excuse me, antitrust suit. I can't read today. And so uh, it's Phil Mickelson, uh, Bryson DeChambeau, and nine other uh, live golf players. They filed an antitrust lawsuit in federal court and they're seeking a temporary restraining order that would allow them to compete in the FedEx Cup playoffs. And so uh, we're seeing some more movement in the golf piece. We, uh, you know, there was thought that uh, Donald Trump was going to uh, possibly also, well, well, actually not Donald Trump because they just played the tournament at his uh, course in New Jersey uh, last week. But it was thought of um, Charles Barkley. Uh, they made an offer to Charles Barkley as well to come on and to be an analyst or to be a commentator on the Live Golf Tour. But he turned it down and said he's going to stay at TNT. And so any just... Parting thoughts on Live Golf and what's going on with those guys? Uh, first of all, the PGA is continuing to shoot themselves in the foot. Remember, we talked about that, and I said um, for them to ban these guys from playing, it's not going to end well with them, for them. It's not going to end well, and it's definitely not ended well now they're getting into litigation. But let me get to Tiger Woods real quick. Cap. Cap Tiger Woods, cap. So you mean to tell me? I'm, I'm just want to just want to get this straight. So you cheated on your wife with all these women, but now you got malls when it comes to seven eight hundred million dollars. Cap Tiger, cap Tiger. Uh, come on, what you trying to, try to save face or something? Yo, take that Bro, money. Let me. There's, Tiger there's nothing more right. valuable in the world. Than Tiger, Tiger ain't been right. <laughs> Tiger ain't been right. Come on, come on, since, Calvin. Cooch since is... that Hyundai, since that, since that Hyundai rolled over, <laughs> he ain't been. Calvin, come on now, <laughs> Tiger. Wars have been started over Coochie. So I, come on, Tiger. He was doing Tiger. He was being Tiger. 
And so, yeah, I mean, he, Bruh, there's it, somewhere where he's got to draw the line. It ain't a whole, and that's where you want to draw the line in a <laughs> golf tournament. Yes, he want to draw the line. It is not there. Not too many things outside of my family that would make me turn down seven to eight hundred million dollars. Uh, let me back up. There are not too many things outside of my family that would make me turn down seven to eight hundred thousand. Let me back up. There are not too many things outside of my family that would make me turn down seven to eight thousand. Let me back up. There are maybe a few things that would make right. me turn down seven to eight hundred dollars. So you're talking seven hundred right. to eight hundred million? Right. Yeah. Come on, Tom. Yeah. Yeah, he ain't been them airbag. Them airbags must not have been up by his head. He must not have had no, <laughs> no, no airbags up by his Tiger, head. Tiger don't need that money. Tiger got he, all the money in the world. He don't need that money. Do they ever? He's need a billionaire. The money? He's a billionaire. Do they ever? Do they ever need the money? Because if he didn't need it, he would just stop playing golf. Well, it's, they don't. It's obvious. They don't ever really Phil, need it. Phil needed the money. Well, Phil got some bad deals going on, so yeah, Phil, Phil, you know, Phil needs the money. But Phil needed the it, money. none of them ever really need the money, but they still go get it. Right. Seven to eight hundred million. Come on, come on, Tiger. All right, come on, Tiger. Come All on, right. Tiger. Now we're at the part of the show that everyone loves. That's why you tune in. Come on, yo. So, <laughs> would, would you like to start us off with the "Come on, yo"? Yeah, yeah, man, I got one. So we are going into the NFL season. As we talked about, none of us are going to stop watching it, despite what's happening with Deshaun Watson and everyone else. Um, but the, going into the NFL season means that we're also going into fantasy football season. And we all get excited about fantasy football. You pay your money, you're ready to play. And then you always have three, four owners depending on the size of your team that become lame duck owners mm. they stop they stop updating their team by the right. time you get into week six or seven they got people on buys that three and four people on buys. so you know it's an easy win for those that ain't playing the easy win we getting upset yo come on yo right if you're not going to stick with fantasy football don't sign up Oh, you you killing us here. Think you might be holding on to a player or two that we could use. We know you at least get on and trade me the player, son. You you know the tight ends are thin. You right. know tight ends are thin and they going down. I I need son. I need Travis Kelsey. Right. I need him. I right. need just, Come on, son. Right. You ain't using them anyway. Stop being, at least look at your team. At least throw some people in there that's playing. Don't give me a whole team of five players on a bye week. You know, update your kicker, your defense. <laughs> God damn it. Deshaun Watson that you drafted, I don't know why, but he's on suspension for six weeks. Right. So why you still got him in your lineup? Right. Bruh. Come on. Yeah, release you know release Tyreek Tyreek Hill. Exactly. Come on, yeah, yeah. Stop holding the one or two or three good players you have. Exactly. If, if you quit after a couple of weeks, cool. We respect that. Unload your but stars. At least update us something. Trade. Right. Look, your wide receiver has been injured since week two, and they said he ain't coming back. That little IR, that little IR next to him, but he's still starting. He's still starting on your team. Come on, yo. Come on, yo. Release these players, son. Come on, yo. Come on, yo. And not your son, not your son, 
ma'am. Man, drop these players. The sisters in here. Oh, I want to play, and you ain't even paying no attention to your lineup, bro. I used to, I so I used to listen to this podcast talk about fantasy football, and this guy would talk about his uh, girlfriend and her friends. They all uh, had teams in the league, and he would listen to them, and they would be like, "Um, "Let's get him because he got pretty eyes." And he said he was like, "Are you?" kidding me and he said he would lose to at least one or two of them every every season <laughs> at least they picking players because they got pretty eyes they pick right. um and this was when uh miles austin was playing one of them picked miles austin because he had pretty eyes and he was dating kim kardashian that's what reggie bush said <laughs> wow my my wife still thinks michael Orr is on the uh ravens and so <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, that's my that's my come on, yo. Stop being lame duck, lame duck fantasy football owners. Get your teams together, son. Don't do it. All right, my come on, yo, is this. You know, uh, my man, he's not really my man, but he's a hater. Channing Crowder. Uh, Channing Crowder, he's a he's really a big hater of Russell Wilson. And he's been on this kick about Russell Wilson being the square and all this stuff. Uh, he made some regret i mean he he made some comments saying that insisting that dude is a lame and that you know uh i wouldn't want to hang with him and you know uh future he should go ahead and take uh sierra back and all this other stuff and he's still doubling down on these dumb comments uh he just said recently i don't want to hang out with him because he puts moose talking about russell wilson in his hair and he listens to r&b in the locker now, Channing Crowder has never even sniffed a Super Bowl. It's never, never even been close to one. Maybe they played one in one of the stadiums that he, one of the teams that he played for, because I think he played for the Dolphins for a minute. And so maybe he saw them setting up for the Super Bowl, but he's never even <laughs> been to a Super Bowl. And <laughs> he saw them setting up. He saw them, you know, painting and putting signs up, but he, he ain't never been to one as a player. And now we got to stop this, people, with this hate on what's cool and what's not cool, what works for people. Obviously, this is a couple who have found a connection and they're together. Get over it, world. It's okay. The only person that Russell Wilson has to be cool to in his relationship with his wife is his wife. There are people out here that love Russell Wilson. He's a winner. He's a scrapper. He's a guy that was a third round draft pick that has catapulted himself at least until uh, into a top 10 in some discussions or a top 15 quarterback. I call him the black friend Tarkenton. This is a guy you can't bring down. Uh, He's very elusive when he's on the move. And he played some great ball when he was in Seattle. And he's probably going to do well out in Denver. But let's stop with this hate on people because they don't look like us or they don't act like us or they ain't slanged up or whatever. They don't seem like they, oh, they ain't a real dude or whatever. Let's stop this. This this goes back to that, you know, if you're smart, you act in white type of stuff. It's it's almost bordering on that. And so let's stop that, yo. Come on, yo. We're diverse people. We can be rubber. Yeah, go ahead. You got Russell Wilson going to the Hall of Fame? Yes, I think I he's a too. hall. I think he's a hall of famer. He's a hall of famer. If it Russell. wasn't for that dumb, uh, dumb call by uh, his 
uh, offensive coordinator in the second Super Bowl against the uh, Patriots, they would be back-to-back winners. That changed the whole complexion of that organization. That lost. I agree. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, nothing. he's done nothing but win. He's done nothing. that. I mean, does he come out? Is it very robotic? And, you know, yeah, it is. It's, 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 it's very robotic. It's a lot of stuff you heard before. But, all right, that's where he is. Leave him there. You know, that's like people that get upset with Mike Tirico because, you know, Mike Tirico says he's Italian and not black. Okay. We see, yes, our eyes are not deceiving us. Mike Tirico, you're a black man. I understand you got some Italian heritage, but you know, I'm not, I never recognized my guy. Okay, we can't make him be black. You know, that's like people who are upset with the guy that played um, in Insecure, who played. Uh, <laughs> he just my played, man Lawrence. Yeah, he just played man. the character Lawrence in Insecure, and, and 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 people lost their mind because he 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 married a white woman. What he? He's a character in a show. First, I want to say that uh, Russell Wilson takes takes uh, offense to you comparing him to Mike Tirico. Um, so the, <laughs> right. the, Russell Wilson, I'm blacker than that. <laughs> um, yeah, I completely agree with you. Um, my 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 feelings on the whole Russell Wilson Sierra thing is number one. That's their relationship. But number two, yeah, there's no doubt that you could look at Russell Wilson Wilson prior to Sierra and see that he may have been what we would want to call a square. And did she give him a lot of uh, clout and soul? Yeah, she did. She gave him yeah. all of that. And he's taken it and run with it. But when you're with the mate, isn't your mate supposed to upgrade you in any kind of way yeah. anyway? Because I'm sure as rich as she was, he was even richer. So he's upgraded her that way. Right. He's upgraded away. He's being a better father to future son than future is. Oh, did I say that on, on the microphone? Because I yes. don't want I don't want Channing to be mad that his boy future right. ain't that great of a daddy. You know, future, the one that gave his son a uh, uh, $200,000 watch for his birthday that he just looked at when he was like, what, nine, 10 years old. And this is like, oh, this is nice. When Russell uh, took him out and gave him a whole day. I mean, you know, hey, but hey, you know, if you like future, if you like Channing Crowder, who would you say he just saw them set up for the Super Bowl? Yeah, he just saw them setting up for the Super Bowl. He ain't never just saw them like, what, what are they doing with all that, um, all that stuff they putting up, all them banners and everything? It's called the <laughs> hey. Super Bowl. Hey, but let me give Channing Crowder something. Let me give him. Let me give him something. You know, because him, he also talked about him and his wife going to the right. newest colony. Yeah, so you know, all right, go ahead, Channing. I see you. I see. Well, th- also, Calvin, this is the same man that said he don't take showers. He only takes shower once a week, twice a week. Oh, word. Yeah. Oh, so so his name is Channing. Smell like chowder. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Gotcha. So right, Channing. Man. Shannon Chowder. <laughs> That's a good place to end. <laughs> hey, man. As always, this has been a great podcast. Make sure you all join us this Monday. Well, actually, Garland won't be there, so I'm going to have a special guest with this Monday so we can talk about uh, the most recent episodes of P-Valley and The Shah. So we're going to do that Monday at 7 o'clock. And we will be back next weekend when we have this Fanboys podcast. And we hope you all continue to join us, listen, tell your friends, rate it, review it, just, just Spotify, Apple Podcast, 
uh, Audible, where, wherever you, not Audible, Anchor, wherever right. you can uh, hear it. Make sure you listen to it and uh, give us Do good it. reviews. And we definitely appreciate all the support and we want you to continue to support us. Um, until then, this is All Things Black with Garland and Calvin presents Fanboys. Fanboys. I'm Calvin. On the other side is my guy Garland. Yeah. And we will talk to you all soon. Later. Peace. Hi, Garland. Talk Later. to you. You have been listening to Fanboys, an All Things Black with Garland and Calvin production. Thank you for listening and make sure to rate and review this episode on all of your podcast platforms.